You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hey Victor guys. Summers sitting across the table from Sam. Sam Rushton, <laughs> Victor yeah, Summers. Right. That's right. Shannonman Podcast. Good to have everyone with us, joining us. We got a great show for you today. We got a special guest, but before we get to that, <clears throat> Sam, what? How's your life? Well, to be honest, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing good right now. Yes. But I mean, I haven't had maybe the greatest stuff going on around in my and other things. Okay. Some challenges. Yeah, I, I'm not going to share about them right now. No, Am no. I in the next one? Just just because but um yeah so i mean this morning and last night weren't the greatest per se but in spite of all that um a couple cool things one disney plus me and oh, my, man, me I, and my I wife heard, i heard about oh, that yeah me and my I, wife watched uh aristocats last night we have t- plans on binging so many old classics probably later on today. yeah <laughs> gonna exactly <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pause you right there okay guess you're not real, gonna real guess quick. people are gonna know how the rest of my day is <laughs> no, going but i want to i, I want to <laughs> bring in our guest because i know she's not gonna she's not gonna shut up yeah you can already we, hear her in the back she's already given her little her little <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> two, two, uh, uh sense of uh two cents worth so let me introduce to you a, f- a very good friend of mine we've been friends for decades um well for a couple of years it feels like decades <laughs> you do realize what decades mean yeah I <laughs> um i love her uh Sorry, and Jordan. she's she's a she's a great gal and i want to introduce everyone to toby russo hey you know her she's facebook famous i am are you actually i'm internet famous dude do you what? not know me how many followers do you have I don't know. I'm so famous. I don't even care. <laughs> I do know tens, you, but not tens of tens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like um, incognito on social media. Kind of like I don't really have you know, accounts with friends, so I don't have apparently real friends. Except that's how that, you measure except friends. Except that one time that guy got all starstruck when he met you. Anyway, yeah. go, get back to uh, to um, the Disney. Oh, di- okay. So yeah. So Disney Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, we watched uh, Rista Cats last ten, night. Ten million subscribers. The Oh, probably, day. man. It's a ama- okay. I didn't realize how many, um, how how much content was connected with Disney and Pixar and Fox. They have like yeah. honestly, I was like, Marsh, we could be watching good movies, like classic movies and new ones and Pixar and all that kind of stuff for like ever. Like it has, I personally think it has a lot more content. National um, Geographic dude is on there. That's true. Yeah, even that. What? Yes. So that's, are you a subscriber, Toby? I am not, but I'll tell you later how Savannah was blessed this you've weekend. Taken, yeah, you've taken... A, you've, you, you, you're <coughs> aware of it, though. Yes. You're aware of Disney. My teenagers Disney, uh, were talking about Disney it. Disney Plus. And now oh, adult yeah. Sam is talking about it. So. Well, it's just... Honestly, <coughs> the movies are so, like... <laughs> I don't know. The one thing that I've have been reading, I don't know if we want to get a little controversial already on the podcast, but um, have you heard the news about people being upset about the disclaimers that they're putting? So... Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Ha- well, I, 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 the the only reference I I would make to that is there there are several Disney movies that will not play 
they will not play no longer because and I'm thinking of uh, Zippity Doodah back from, that's from the, back in the in from the what 40s. I've read though that's the only one actually that they're not that's not on that, there it's not on there okay. all the other ones but the thing is right now what they're doing is they're, some people are upset because well one that they're still having parts that they feel like should Disney should just edit out okay. or, and two that some movies have the disclaimer and then others like such as Peter Pan <clears throat> don't right yeah. and where they're like well all these <sighs> movies should have them should just leave them alone oh, like I don't know. Let's we'll ask Toby what her opinion is here, but in a second. But I think at this point, it's like people are going to ruin. No offense, everyone who's getting upset, but it's just going to end up potentially ruining everyone's fun. Like people just want to sit down and enjoy good classic Disney movies. And I I understand that there was a period of time in history that was very. They didn't consider a lot of these things, but I mean, I think. Now the world is so full of good content where people are trying to move away that to ha- like I don't I don't know. Anyways, stop being offended, people. Yeah. It's all, what do you it's think, Toby? Oh, people need to get a grip sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> getting back to Disney. Get a grip. Getting back to Disney Plus. My my son is is freaking out over this over the content, right? Yeah. Because his uh, girlfriend. I mean, it, it, they're they're young. Um, just uh, young pups. Just young pups. Um, they're, they're not that heavily involved, but she did actually sign him up under her account because you get oh, like yeah. s- like eight, yeah. ten, eight or whatever. Yeah. Oh, really? That's what yeah. Savannah, uh, Savannah's bestie Shantae did for Savannah, right? Oh, so, on, so yeah. Trenton's <coughs> Trenton's got this gift gifted to him. So he mentioned the other <laughs> night that you know. He he may have to keep the relationship together just for Disney <laughs> Plus. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening right now. Being He's like, like, "What? Well, I can't I can't dump her now." <laughs> Disney <laughs> Plus. He'll be like out uh, eight ninety nine a month. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He'll have to pay for it himself. Yeah. yeah well, I'm just good. I'm just thinking of all the um all the weekends where like now me and some friends are gonna be able to do like the whole binging because like for instance you take the whole Star Wars series not drinking binging no <laughs> binge watching binge watching yeah right. so you take like the whole the whole like Star Wars series or the all the Pirates of the Caribbean or all these like chunks of good movies where it's like oh my we might as well block a Saturday and Sunday minus church time do you not shovel Jesus. your own driveway you're like your driveway is I make my wife do it really wow <laughs> I'm just kidding guys I just he, kidding. Uh, yeah like we did <laughs> have enough content to consume up till now yeah well disney gonna, has their own like publicists we don't need to um yeah yeah that's right <laughs> we're yeah. not talking about disney anymore <laughs> this, this podcast <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> disney plus only if i get to meet mickey mouse yeah and we'll, we'll get we'll get no money for this in either are the muppets on there though Yes. Because I love Yes, what? Muppets are on there. All, a whole whack of them. There's like eight different Muppets on there. What? Treasure wow. Island. Muppets Treasure Island. Because if I was one. a Muppet, oh, yeah. I would be Miss Piggy. So <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Man. Okay, She's wait. Like totally let's, spunky. let's play a game. Who? What Muppet would you be? You'd be like, what's that guy in the drum? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't get to tell me what Muppet I'd, I'd be. Gonzo. Gonzo. <laughs> yeah. Gonzo? Yeah, no. maybe a little bit. I don't know. Is there a Muppet with a beard? You know, you no know, hair who, and you know, animal. And clothes. You know who I really, pre- I really appreciate is Kermit. I uh, love Kermit. Kermit. And and I had I had a I've had a dream about doing like a variety <laughs> show at the Vogue Theater, just very similar to the to the Muppet Show, you know, because that's basically what that was. Yeah. It was Can we get the real Elmo in from Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on Elmo's not a Muppet. I'm, I'm gonna stick, <laughs> I'm gonna stick to Muppets, just to Muppets. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to. To the two old guys up in the corner. Oh, chirp, yeah. Chirp, Where the rats run across? Chirping the axe. Yeah, <laughs> up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Toby swears she saw something run across the Monique, if ceiling. you're listening, please leave a comment. 
you <laughs> are a witness to what we saw. Demons. <laughs> There's stuff in the theater for sure. Like Paul I mean, Coleman, why, why he was on stage just doing his thing and yeah. getting well, the crowd pumping, and there was critters running across behind. Why him. would you tell people that they're that they're now? No one's. I'm not going to the Vogue anymore. It's a family of raccoons. <laughs> um, they're God's creatures. Yeah, maybe they we're, need to we, stay warm. We're we're shelter for a lot of unwanted creatures. And um, we are new creatures in Christ. Yeah. Amen. I was right. going to ask, well, you asked how I was doing, but how are you doing? And then we'll ask Toby how she's doing. I'm doing, I'm doing excellent, but I want to get back to the Muppets. <laughs> what Muppet would you be? We didn't ask you that either. Is there one that wears like I would also be Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I could see that right I now. I could see that too. Yeah. Uh, I don't, right busty. I, don't know. I, I, don't, I actually don't even really like busty. <laughs> right busty um, when i think of sam rushton yeah, that's that's think yeah. busty uh i don't i don't know i don't really know. i actually honestly don't know the muppets that well to no. know who uh, it would be but you were too late toby yeah. that was to, that was toby and i's wheelhouse well toby you're much younger than me too but how old are you anyway let's not talk about age today please it's a little too close to home. I'm why? only 38. Why? why is it too close? A little too <laughs> close to home. Why wink, are you winking wink. when you're close to home? Have you ever shopped there? Uh, it's no. across the river, right by Traders, and it's an entrepreneur lady in the Miramichi, oh. and all of her products in the store are close to home. Oh, okay. so they're either made in Canada or they're oh, made in the Miramichi cool. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go there. Get some of my wizard, close to home. wizards in there. <laughs> this this podcast brought to you by close to home close to home and disney yeah local entrepreneurs support <laughs> oh my them. goodness we're just making money for everyone today. right that's awesome well <laughs> we have we, we ever made money with this podcast <laughs> no not yet i was curious about that too because am i getting paid today it's about to take up no so i had to buy my own i coffee. didn't i didn't even what? buy i didn't even buy what? my coffee i know fail host fail <laughs> here you can have this axe <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know how to wield a machete. We always have axes around here a lot. (laughs) Well, good. We want to get to... uh, Oh, yeah. How was your day, Victor? We want to get to our story. No. He said good. I also ask how Toby's doing, though. about me. How are you doing? We want to get to the reason why Toby is here. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a unicorn. We want (laughs) Unicorn. Now explain that. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just say I'm a unicorn and then No, I didn't say it. You did, Victor, the other night after Alpha. When did I say You claim that... You were like, Toby, you're a unicorn. You oh, don't I even know. Say, I did say that. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So what did you mean by that, Victor? Yeah. Well, it, it's <clears throat> it's interesting. And, and this may not be the topic for today's podcast, but but we definitely want to have Toby back. And we're going to have others back from uh, now. Those of you who don't know Toby, uh, she's Mi'kmaq First Nation. Uh, she's from the uh, Eel Ground First Nation. Come on now. You got to say that in Mi'kmaq. Uh, no. Ooh. Come on, <laughs> the, you can the say o- eel ground. Actually, the only words I know in Mi'kmaq are uh, are swear words. What? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, when we were growing up. Of course, I I grew uh, up on the little southwest on the back road. Oh, and, by and Red Bank. By Red Bank. Those hooligans. <laughs> hung out with all my buddies up there, and yeah, that's the only Mi'kmaq that's I ever. Yeah. Do you have I listeners in Red Bank? I don't know if you're listening to us from Red Bank. Hey, Medbanagia. Comment below. Wait, so what? what is the uh, <laughs> Mi'kmaq uh, um, term for eel ground then? It is. is that n- not a... Um, Narawahaneg. You yeah, have to get okay. like the... Yeah, Narawahaneg. I think, yeah. Oh, gosh. If my cousin Mary is listening, I'm so sorry because she's a Mi'kmaq teacher. Oh, yeah. And she cradles the language and gives that to our kids nice oh yeah that actually is kind of cool yeah yeah Yeah. it's the chief's wife mary okay 
I feel like that would be something that would be really interesting and maybe I should um, learn, start learning more. Uh, Steven culture used to and come to our classes. Um, yeah. Mary used to have classes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she still does, but she used to do evening classes at our new school in Eel Ground, and Stephen Summers used to come. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. Stephen. Yeah. yeah. Stephen, listen? Uh, yeah. We don't care. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. <laughs> I don't care if he listens. Well, he's going to listen, he's gonna listen no, to this one because you're on. Yeah, right? Stephen. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, we miss Stephen. Uh, but what I was get, what I was getting at Toby the other night is Toby and I were talking about her coming on the podcast and just what you know what's next for for her. Um, we're going to get into her story here in a little bit, but um, here in Miramichi, we're surrounded by First Nation communities. We have five First Nation communities uh, within a forty-five minute drive of Miramichi City. Uh, it's always been a, a dream of mine and a dream of others that we would have Indigenous uh, faith communities. Uh, Christian faith communities on these on these reserves, um, as we see, uh, of course, in in North America, North America wide. So, in in some of the circles that I run out west, there are you know committed Christ followers, disciples of Jesus Christ that have you know parents and grandparents who are also followers followers of Christ. Mm. Um, but we don't find that as much here in the Maritimes. No. There's not there's not as much now <clears throat> certainly believers and, and Christians on these on these uh, First Nation reserves. Um, but that's what I was getting at Toby, you being a follower of Christ who is First Nation who loves your community, loves your culture and also loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's somewhat unique. Yeah, I'm a unicorn. And, and I, I described it as a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so l- let's back up a little bit, Toby, because you were you were raised here in Miramichi. I don't know how far you want to go back in your story, but we're just going to give the mic to you, and uh, we can just just kind of unpack your story a little bit, and we'll ask some questions yeah, that maybe as we go it. along. Unpack uh, it. Isn't that a term that's way overused in the like? Not on this podcast, it isn't. It's <laughs> not. I've actually haven't heard you say unpack. In I'm any actually kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah, unpack that. Okay, I'll unpack my life just a little bit. It might not be a little bit, be a lot. That's fine. Just to give you all an, an idea of where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And Victor gave me you some You have 45 tissue. minutes. Oh, gosh. Okay, so <clears throat> my name is Toby Leah Russo. But when I was born, I was Toby Leah Simon. And my birth mom is Anne Darlene Simon, married Crossman. She's passed on now, but mm. <clears throat> um, so um, I'm sure many people heard of the 60s scoop, which lasted like well into the 80s. So I was a part of that scoop, along with many other First Nations um, families across the country. Um, back in the 60s, they used to have... Um, the police and social workers, they had Indian agents. So the Indian agents would come in and if they could find um, children from the reserve, they would um, pick them up and take them from their families and put them into the foster care system. Mm -hmm. And Victor, you're familiar with the foster care system. Mm -hmm. Your parents were serving those kids a lot. Well, your whole life, so. Yeah. You're probably yeah, I was, I was neglected. You were neglected. I, I was I was not <laughs> neglected one little bit, <laughs> but, uh, but but we certainly had a lot of kids around home. We had about 35, 40 yeah. in the time that I was wow. at the house. Yeah. yeah, I think I asked you one time if I was ever there, but I don't think so. Right? No, I don't remember. Uh, we did a lot of like quick overnight 
mm-hmm. uh, stays too. So yeah. really, you never know. Like our like pa- like some like kids would come in for like one night, just overnight. Be yeah, wow. be taken. You well, know, in you know, at if risk Sandra and Vince ever had me, I would have been your sister because yes. I was so adorable. They would have cut me, <laughs> 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 for sure. which is what happened. I was that rolling. So, um, I was in the um foster care system since I was like an infant. Uh, my mom went through some really difficult times. She had, mm-hmm. um, I have a hard time talking about my mom because she's passed on, but yeah, <clears throat> I understand. she dealt with alcoholism and I'm sure there was abuse in her life at some point, mm. you know, and just was living life on the reserve and had children. So there was me and three brothers Two are living, one died as a baby. <clears throat> but, um, so me and my brothers were taken out of the community and we were all adopted out eventually. Mm-hmm. So I was adopted really nearby in um, Tainville, which just, is just up the road here. Yeah, just not just along the river in Miramichi. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother, my big brother Walter, was adopted into Quebec. Wow. And my our little brother Cyrus, who's my favorite atheist, <laughs> um, <laughs> was adopted um, in Perth Andover. Hmm. So, um, growing up, I um, went through some difficulties with my adopted um, father, and I'm not going to get into it. It's quite private. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, that difficulty made me want to leave. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I got a little add-in story. Mm -hmm. So my best friend growing up is, was um, Joe Standring. His family, he had a very large family. I remember they, they must have been Pentecostal because his mom and his sisters always wore the traditional long Mm -hmm. skirts. Sure. And um, they were all, you know, there was uh, Daniel, Joe, Isaac. Roxanne, all their, uh, his siblings, they had a nanny or a housekeeper, and her name is Norma Jean Perani. I know who she is now, but mm-hmm. back then, I had no idea. She was just very nice to me and um, would, you know, give me cookies when I'd go play with Joe, hmm. and um, she knew my name. So my parents uh, never changed my first and middle name, which is Toby Leah. Mm-hmm. And it's not very common for a little girl to have that name. So they never changed those two names. I just became Toby Leah Dunfield. Okay. And gained six brothers. And this Norma, uh, my best friend's like nanny or housekeeper, knew who I was. Mm-hmm. She actually is my cousin. She's still living. Hmm. And she knew my mom, like oh, my birth okay. mom. Oh. So she must have told my mom where I would be playing or she must have connected with her and said that I'd be there. Cause I, this one day, um, it's amazing, you know, cause I <clears throat> lost a lot of my memory during my brain surgery, but I remember some things, some, some of the bad and some of the good, but some mm-hmm. of the things I do remember I cherish because mm-hmm. who are we without our memories anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, this big old car pulled in Joe's driveway, great big, long, must have been a Capri Classic or something okay, like that. Yeah. I just remember loud music and lots of people in the car. Mm. And 
thinking back to that, I think, oh man, she must have been drinking or, you know, having a good di- a good time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Loud music, lots of people, and she had the the courage to come and see me. So she pulled in the driveway, and I heard Toby, Toby, and I look around, and there's this woman holding out her hand out of the window, and she's driving, and she she says, "I'm Ann. I'm your mom," mm-hmm. and I. You know, there was no stranger danger involved. I went right, right up to the car <laughs> like a naive little child would. And she handed me a strip of photos. Do you remember in the old mall, they used to have the photo booths and yeah, you could yeah. get in. And <laughs> so it was one of those of her. And I took that and I jumped on my little BMX bike and hmm. biked home. I was scared to death. Can I can I ask how old you yeah. were here and then how old <clears throat> you were when you were uh, taken away from your mother? So I was still an infant when I was taken away from my oh, mom. Oh, okay. Right. So you had, yeah. no, so you had no nothing. Memory. You didn't know anything of no, her? No, nothing. Um, and in between uh, being taken away and being adopted by the Dunfields, yeah. um, I was in several different foster homes. Oh, okay. I, I was in one in Burnt Church with the Dadam family, who they still consider me a sister earl mm-hmm. and lovely family mm-hmm. uh jeanette mm-hmm. and clarence to damn they're just lovely people hmm. so then at that point <clears throat> did uh in between the time when um then your mom came did did you know something of someone who was your mother like was it communicated to you that there was like or was it that you just thought some stranger was handing you a a, a photo strip like, no i think um growing up i just kind of always knew that i was i was different yeah. I mean, my mom and dad never treated me any differently. Yeah. Except I got to always bring a friend with me on camping trips because I was the only girl. Mm. Okay. And maybe I was favored in that way a little bit compared to my brothers. But hmm. um, going to school, there was always this one other boy in my school at St. Andrews who was really like dark, dark brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I knew that he was native. And I, I don't know. I always felt like I was native too so Hmm. here's a funny little add-in for that so I grew up right on the Miramichi River and would spend most of my days either walking the beach or swimming in the river my dad and brothers always had a raft out in the middle of the river and gave us like a landing point to go to so I was always swimming and one day I came up went into the house and mom said wow Toby I think you're part fish swim so much (laughs) so (laughs) i went to school and in my child mind i was like you know telling all my friends and my teachers that i was native i was part native and part fish (laughs) 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 so that's like that's funny that's but that's the mind of a child right like just you kind of believe whatever your parents tell you and yeah what Mm. they say is like written in stone right it has to be true mm. so your your mom had given you <coughs> that strip that yeah. photo strip what was on the, what was the it photo was a of photos of her mm. um and i biked home and i remember i think i gave it to my adopted mom mm. who i call mom mm-hmm. yeah um she raised me and i never seen it again i don't know what happened to it and but um that's where like the seeking began mm. So I was always like seeking and looking and wondering, who yeah. am I? Where do I come from? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I need to drink coffee. Yeah. yeah, do it. You paid for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, 
I don't know how old I was, maybe grade two. Hmm. I was still in elementary. Um, so then to fast forward a little bit, um, there was one, it must have been an Easter or something. Our parents had, and Canadian Tire must have had a sale on bicycles because mm-hmm. we all come home one day and there was they were all lined up, these BMX bikes. Wow. And all the same color. Yes. So <laughs> we all got these bicycles and um, I remember I took off on one of them, maybe not that same day, but my memories, forgive me guys, my memories like really... Yeah, chopped up yeah and we're gonna get to that too there's, <clears throat> there's reasons yeah, behind that too there is. So. so i remember i was older so i wasn't like in grade two anymore but i was getting older probably 10 or 11 and i remember i just had to go find where i came from hmm. wow and i don't know how i knew of eel ground or how i even knew where it was but i needed to get there hmm. and I took off on my bike and I made it to Eel Ground and I found my family. Hmm. So when I wow. found my family, um, the Simons, not the Simons, you know, Victor, not right. Timothy and Frida and them, yep. but um, my mom, Anne, and my grandmother was alive then. So my mom's mom, Susie mm-hmm. Simon, or Jerome was her maiden name, um, was still living and she had this house. So she took me in like, you know, like nothing. Hmm. they all you know i was just welcomed and i felt like okay i'm home right Mm. yeah so i told them about the difficulties that i had with my adopted father and things just kind of blew up Mm. well like there was police involved and social workers and all that stuff everything just kind of blew up and so I kind of lost my adopted family mm-hmm. or I felt like I wasn't able to be a part of that anymore. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, which isn't what you wanted. No, like, was it? No. At no. the time I was like quite rebellious, rebellious. My grandmother, I shared a room and a bed with my grandmother because my mom was quite the active, um, alcoholic at mm-hmm. that time for whatever reason. Um, So I remember like going, like at that time I was kind of like the beer runner. Okay. So Mm. my mom would be out drinking and I would just be with her Mm. in these different places. But nearby my grandmother's home, we all kind of, or my grandmother and my mom had homes kind of all around the same area. And there were these like paths in Eel Ground. And anyone listening who knows my grandmother would remember like we would go. I would just kind of follow my mom around like a mm-hmm. like a puppy, right? Yeah. To its mom. Oh. But would never, but would usually end up in these situations where there's lots of adults drinking, mm. country music. Um, and you know, of course, at some point in the night, they would run out of beer or drink of choice and i would be the one to like go and collect from the bootlegger and you and you said you were uh like this is when you were like a preteen like a like young a child really yeah so and it will yeah yeah so victor would know what that age is like because you have Mm -hmm. trenton and he's Mm -hmm. close to an adult now or is an adult now but 
I have teenagers now and I'm so glad like I sobered up before you know I'm sober I don't drink now but mm. I did have a problem with that <clears throat> anywho an impact of uh generations eh? it yeah. is like yeah. it is yeah. um and it all kind of goes back to you know even before the 60s like when we were impacted by Christopher Columbus and then the big mega churches took over and mm-hmm. um you know just that's in the past though mm-hmm. yeah just trying to change gosh i wish my memory was better with scripture because i was reading something the other day that talked about generational um blessings like how mm, yeah you hmm. know people who who live in sin those sins can be remembered for right sure yeah, generations we're all, we're all a product of yeah. that you actually know? well but, I, I remember reading even <coughs> some uh on, on that doing a little research in a book um i forgot the book title but it was talking about that how the impact of sins of the of like of generations before can almost carry in a cycle and then it just mm. it's all like the thing that is so amazing to hear and even with your story is and in the book it said is that like where you're at now you can decide to be the one to to determine to break the cycle and see how god can work in your life to do it so that's amazing i praise god to hear i I mean we haven't even got to that point yet but Mm -hmm. knowing knowing where you're at now and how he he stepped in and and stuff so that's that's amazing yeah yeah i'm just sowing seeds because i know that you know i hear victor talk about um seeds that are that land on dry soil Mm -hmm. or yeah the funny little acorn story you had on one of your shows (laughs) (laughs) that was on the pavement and when i listened to that i was like wow you know hopefully none of the seeds that i'm trying to sow into my children are falling on like hard hearts hard hearts yeah yeah Yeah. so so toby it sounds like and and we're just trying to advance the story here Mm -hmm. a little bit um some of what I heard from you was just a real seeking, right? A real, a real search for significance for where you belong for your family. There seemed to be a real disconnect of who you were. And, and that really took you on the road. I mean, you you say some of, some of this you can remember some of you, some of you can't, which is a blessing maybe in both, in both instances. It really is. Um, But, but you tell a bit about that. You, okay. You took off and tell what, what you can tell about that. Okay. So, um, finding my natural family, my mom and my grandmother and all my aunties. And I don't know what it's like for you guys, but Mm -hmm. aunties in first nation communities are like other moms, other women that you welcome. I've, rec- I've recognized that too. Yeah, listen yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't mess with the aunties, and you like a re- high respect type yes, thing. Yeah, and you get one of them mad, they're all mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The matriarch of my family would be my auntie Di, and nobody messes with auntie Di. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, Victor. It really. Um, I had this huge like, who am I in? Mm-hmm. You know. I found my mom, and eventually I found my big brother, Walter. All I knew about Walter was that his birth name was Nathan, and then his adoptive family changed his name to Walter, Mm. Um, and that he was a drummer, and he had blonde hair and blue eyes. So, (laughs) isn't that bizarre? (laughs) Yeah, so my mom was like, you know, you're 
she had long black hair yeah um mm. very dark big brown eyes and anyhow um i knew little bits and pieces of information about my brother and I ended up going to um, a powwow in Red Bank, up in Victor's um, mm-hmm. country. So I went there, and that's all I knew about Walter, was that he was blonde hair, blue eye, and he was a drummer. Yeah. So there was a drum group already there when I arrived, and there was one, like, this guy's huge, okay? We make fun <laughs> of each other now that we know each other. Um, He's like Shrek, and he calls me a hobbit. I'm so sure. <laughs> oh, great. Now I just gave all the uh, listeners, all yeah. the thousands of listeners, yeah. a visual picture of me that I look like a hobbit. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to post a, yeah. an actual yeah. image. It doesn't look like a hobbit. No. Right? Yeah. I do have hairy toes, though. That, that, well, there you go. Maybe Why close, close yeah. to me. <laughs> you want to admit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I went up to him. I said, hey, are you Walter? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I think I'm your sister. What? Yeah, and he was just wow. kind of like blown away. Did Gosh. he know that? Like, he did he know? He knew about he was adopted, sister? and okay. um, we took to each other right away. And mm, wow, yeah. So you 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 got to meet your brother. That's awesome. So yeah. good, and and his family too. And and uh, yeah, like I said, we've we've spent some time with him as well. Yeah, Walter's a big good guy. He's got a bunch of kids, six daughters, and a stepson. Um, I don't remember where that story was going, but I'll tell you how I met my other, my, our little brother who was also adopted. Like there was no way the young teenage Toby could have done this without help. Right. Right. Yeah. So just so happens, um, my mom's husband, Joe was going to run for counselor in our community. Okay. So he got the voters list. Um, so every community would have like a list of members from that community of status, um, people with status membership. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> our little brother, um, Cyrus, was on that list, but um, we didn't know his name. Like even mom didn't know his, um, know his adopted name hmm. first or last. And I got a hold of the list and I just went through like you rec you know people when you're from a small community mm-hmm. and seen this name cyrus dewitt and ended up i can't remember how i reached him but turned out he was our little brother mm. wow yeah wow. so cool. it was all kind of by fluke but not because god's always at work yeah so so <coughs> you're starting to put some of the pieces together and then <clears throat> toby i i know this because we've We've talked a bit about this. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about this part of your story, and and, uh, and nor do we have to. But there was a point in your life where you you seem to just be running, running, running yes. from something, right? Tell okay. us, tell us just a bit about that. Where, just kind of the overview of it. Okay. Well, I'll get into the overview, but I have to tell you how I ended up there first. So, <clears throat> do you remember the school in Newcastle, um, Aces? Yes. It was like yeah. a school for kids who couldn't really function in the regular high school system. Exactly, yeah. So I kept getting like my mom and my grandmother and all my aunties I talked about earlier. Like that's one thing I had to do was go to school because I didn't go back to my adopted parents' home. I was like kind of I was just I separated myself from that. Mm-hmm. There was just too much hurt there. And I started going to um, MVHS just I don't even really remember why I stopped going there but I remember going to Aces with um Mr. Butler and 
mm-hmm. Mr. Cameron, and who else was there? Fred. Um, there was a lot of teachers there that impacted my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the building's still standing. It's something different now. It's not ACES, but it's some kind of a learning center. Yep. Um, so I told, I was, I hardly ever went, I think. And I wasn't always respectful. I was a teenager. And, mm-hmm. you know, hurting and hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Um, but I was still, I still had this like sense of, I need to get out of here. I need to go. I didn't belong. Mm. So I came in one day and I told Mr. Campbell, who's still living. He, I met him at one of the, my kids' football games uh, last summer. Huh. And, and he remembers. Him, and you still call him Mr. Campbell, as we course, all do. I yeah. still call Charlie Mr. Stimus. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Shout out Charlie. <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> um, so I told Mr. Campbell that uh, I wouldn't be in class the next day because I was leaving. Mm-hmm. And he said, Toby, now wait, hang on. And before I left school that day, he asked me to come back the next day because he had something for me. He didn't say, no, don't leave. You know, you can't leave. you got to finish school. He just asked me to come back because he had a gift for me. Mm-hmm. So I came back and he had this, um, this old-fashioned, in my mind it's old-fashioned, but it was, uh, you know those camping packs with the bars that go down oh, yes. yeah, the yeah, length yeah. of your back? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was this red camping pack with all kinds of pockets. And he said, Toby, I want you to, if you're going to go, I want you to take this and take everything you need. But every town or city you go to, put a patch on it. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. So I took it because I needed a bag to travel. How old were you? I was a teenager, like just a teenager. Right. So I was still in high school. Yeah. So and younger than 16 oh yes most definitely um had no like i never had a driver's license not until i was an adult and a mom but so i was i was young um took that pack and went out on the road i was no stranger to hitchhiking or strangers it didn't Mm. bother me i was quite bold as a child Still, I'm quite bold. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> as a teenager. Yeah, like, my mom now, uh, my adopted mom teases me, because I'll, I'll give her little jabs here and there, like, well, mom, I don't remember you ever doing my hair. And she's like, well, if you would have stayed around long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. So we, we have all kinds of love for each other, me and my mom, and my brothers, too. Yes, yeah. Um, my adopted dad's not in the picture, but um, I do hope that he... You know, finds grace in God. Mm-hmm. And, but to get back to the traveling story, um, I, um, I hitchhiked and just kind of went wherever the big trucks were going, mm. basically. You know, I remember being out at, um, the Irving out here, Victor. Yeah. Up by, um, Highway 11. Highway 11 and, <clears throat> you know, approaching trucks and, now I think back because... Can you imagine? <gasps> no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing my mother never knew what I was doing because she'd have a heart attack. I right. couldn't imagine Savannah going out there hitchhiking around the yeah. continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Because yeah. it wasn't just like New Brunswick. This was like I would go from big city to big city. Okay. And... So you ended up out west, all over Canada. I went all over Canada with these big trucks. And, you know, like, there is a lot of good people out there. People sure. that, you know, good yeah. people that just want to help. Um, but there's there's bad and there's good and there's mm. bad. Yeah. But yeah. I would kept fed like I was fed and 
truckers, I mean, especially ones that would go through the states, would um, they collect points with the Flying Jays where they can shower and yes. get free meals and stuff. So I would, you know, they would, I would be able to shower and they'd feed me. And I think most of the time I get picked up because, well, one, I was a young girl, mm-hmm. right? Which is not any position. It's not what you want to be when you're on the road with a bunch no, of yeah. truckers and it's, yeah sounds scary yeah it was a lot of times but i had that um native spirituality kind of in me already and um, i know victor you wanted to talk a little bit about um how i relate to my cultural side mm-hmm. and the christian side well on the road and have gone to you know having already gone and been introduced to powwows and that part of my culture, the musical part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this quite vividly in my mind, like just kind of kicking the dust along the side of the road, you know, and if I get tired, I'd just set that big red backpack down and have a seat. But I always remember singing, like chanting the, mm. the round dance songs mm-hmm. and stuff that kept me going. But, um, oh man, not a very good podcaster my mind just goes into different it's <laughs> okay <laughs> well it's a it's a big it's a big story right and we're we're um you know we're talking about uh, about a, a number of years ago now too um let's let's fast forward a little bit here um because you you know you had mentioned a couple of times about um the the memory that you have or don't have to mm. some of these events yeah. There's and a reason for that. Too. Yeah, and and let's get to that because <clears throat> we, we were talking before we went we went live today about where you and I met, and um, which I I mentioned we we knew each other for decades, which we didn't. No, uh, didn't Jody, we meet through <clears throat> Stephen? Yeah, Jody and I moved home in 2011 mm-hmm. uh, to church plant, and it was shortly after that we had <clears throat> we had um, yeah we had done some work. Uh, it was at my dad's church at Victory Baptist, which is just across the river from Eel Ground. We had an Awana club going there. Mm. And so we had a lot of the kids from Eel Ground, from Eel Ground okay. coming to the Awana program, which is a children's ministry program. And then we started doing work directly in Eel Ground. Uh, my cousin, Stephen Summers, <coughs> he was doing some outreach into that community. And so I think you and he had met first. And then it was funny because he had come to your door uh, to introduce yourself. Oh, and he found out that you had married a, a, a guy from the Dominican Republic. Well, let me, let me just jump in there because, yeah. okay, so my last name is Russo now. That's my married name. I, um, I met Basilio Russo in the Dominican Republic while on vacation after um, a few failed relationships, and then I decided that, um, you know, I finally realized that I was not very good at choosing a you know, mm-hmm. a man or a life partner or a husband for mm-hmm. that matter. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started to pray, mm-hmm. like from the heart prayers. Like this was my prayer. God, I realized that I'm not um, choosing the right people to come into my life. So whoever you created for me and me for that person, that's who I want to meet mm. and to be my husband. So I stayed alone and raised my... um three kids at that time um, by myself mm-hmm. while working and just living life. <clears throat> I um, 
stayed single for a year and prayed that prayer. Not like your typical, you know, on your knees praying. Right. Just it was a constant thought in my mind that I didn't want to like grow old alone and I wanted to I wanted my kids to have a mom and a dad and not just me. So I went I had a chance to go on vacation, which I've never ever done. So <laughs> And it just worked out that my kids were all going to be in safe hands. Mm-hmm. And I got to go on this vacation. And I met Russo. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole another story, which I won't go into. But I met him. I ended up coming back home. Um, and 20 days later, um, we kept in touch through the Internet because we had it. Right. Um, 20 days later, after coming back to Canada from the Dominican Republic, I went back. And stayed with him f- and his mom for a week and met most of his family. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then come back home and we s- kept in touch and stuff. Um, so I met him in April, went back in May. That Christmas or that that summer, I took me and my three kids all down to the Dominican to spend the <coughs> summer with... Um, Rousseau and his mom and his family. Such a Toby thing to do. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, that's just, a great idea. Let's just pack <laughs> everyone up and move to DR for three months. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. You Why know, not? like, the kids won't be affected. I still got my red bag. You didn't <laughs> take your red bag with you. I don't even know what happened to it, oh. but I have a new red bag. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you and you. So and I got to see how Russo was with children, mm. with children that were not his, because he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was previously married. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to see what he was like with my kids. And he was very strict. Not like the laws that apply in the Dominican do not apply again. <laughs> right. Like you might hear Russo say to Moise, our son now, tu quiero un pao pao, which is like, do you want a pao pao? That's yeah. like us Canadian mom or dad saying, you're going to get a spank. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Except in the DR, they take off their flip flops and <laughs> they mean it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my, he never um, gave Nicole, Roman, and Savannah a pow-pow with no, flip-flop. No. But there was one time there was a belt involved. Yeah, so, and I hear about as it pa- now. As, as parents tend to do. I'm whittling spoons now, and everybody's <laughs> like, Ooh, what are you no. doing those for? Soup or for pow-pows? <clears throat> uh, pow-pows. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So the so the first time then we met was was actually oh, I'll in, tell a, you in how, a roundabout way, right? Yeah, I'll tell you how um okay, so after that summer, Russo and I kept in touch. I went back home with my kids. I didn't leave them in a foreign country, you know, <laughs> where there's not always electricity and you don't always have clean running water. Mm. Actually, there is no clean water. You have to buy it. Hmm. Uh we went home, you know, culture shock for the kids, right? But I think doing that for kids is like they just get a worldly sense and yeah. get to see other kids in the way they live. And it's a poor country. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that summer, we come back. Um, Russo and I are still like talking. Um, Skype was what we used then. Mm-hmm. And um, that Christmas, I went back December. And on December 29th, we got married. All mm-hmm. I had to do was go down with my dress. That's okay. it. Wow. His family, like all of his sisters, Lachina, um, and all of his brothers, had everything ready. Nice. They decorated. They got everything ready. And all I had to do was go down and get married. Hmm. And cool. so I did. So then uh, had you, uh, at this point, 
because uh, I I don't know at this point had you come to faith in Jesus had you had an no. experience or, okay so you had got married to him mm-hmm. and then at some point he moved here okay yeah and then, so that's how him and Stephen met okay when he moved here yeah he, and the two so a year after um, Russo and I got married I got yeah. to start I got started right away that year when we got married on the immigration process okay and one year after I did that we stayed together like distance in distance but um it took him a year to get approval to come right. to canada as a permanent resident so he could work and live here and so on so when he got here i showed up at the moncton airport with the pair of winter boots <laughs> jacket because um, yeah. you got to think right he comes from like 24 right. degree weather <laughs> yeah. you know yeah just a beautiful island caribbean yeah. weather he shows up in a snowstorm Right, and his first time (laughs) ever Brunswick. Yeah, (laughs) welcome to Canada. So his first time ever flying, he his first point of landing in Canada was Toronto, and he um, he gets hassled by one of the security dogs. Oh, yeah, it sniffs him. Mm -hmm. It goes up to him, and the dog has his handler, but the dog goes up to him, sniffs his butt. Oh, you let a big old fart out. Yeah. 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 So, Russell gets pulled in oh. to security. They make him strip. They make him do all this craziness. What? Yeah, it's his first time ever flying, and he's coming into a different country as a permanent resident, oh and he gets hassled, right? Wow. Um, and then he lands in Moncton, and there's a snowstorm. So, he made it. Yeah. He's here, everyone. Yeah, Most yes. people yeah, know yeah. Russo. And yeah, then, we love Russo. And then, uh, so tell me a bit about then the experience of you and Russo uh, meeting Stephen. Well, not like... Okay. Uh, let, so it was we all want, by chance, but not really. Yeah, because I want to hear about yeah. the point where the gospel was introduced and then how it transformed you to the point where... I mean, there's a lot of things there's that a, we're yeah. getting to, but... Okay, so um, Russo had no work when he got here. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like the family manager. I just don't get paid. <laughs> Um, so I got right on like trying to help Russo find some work and you know he his background was engineering but wasn't able to complete school so during the time that we met and got married in between that I was like helping Russo to finish school helping him um, you know pay for school and helping to support his mom and stuff Um, but he wasn't able to finish because he was accepted to come here and that's what he wanted to do Mm So we came here and I was calling around different labor places and it, we got a hold of, oh gosh, what's Brent Baisley's construction? Yeah, Baisley's construction. Baisley's construction. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Too. Yeah, so I got him in there for like a quick face-to-face interview and he went in and um, Brent's wife, I think, um, yeah. told him that... Um, Anyway, Russo wasn't going to get the, any job with them because he didn't really speak English. Mm-hmm. He spoke Spanish. Um, but Stephen Summers was working there painting for the Baisleys. Yeah. And um, Brent's wife said before Russo left, oh, wait, uh, we have Stephen. He speaks Spanish. We'll just put Russo mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Stephen. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like, yeah. wow. like so not an accident, right? No, not at <clears> all. <throat> so they, they had connected on the job site. And then so, so then I hear from Stephen because we're all... Uh, the, the couple of things are already happening. We're doing outreach into Eel Ground. Stephen gets connected with the Spanish-speaking uh, Dominican guy, Dominican guy that, that just, just so happened to just marry a native, <laughs> just married woman. a First Nation woman, and they're living in Eel Ground. And I'm working with Toby's kids at Awana, 
And so the I think the first time, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, the first time Stephen showed up at your door, uh, there you know there was a connection made there, and the kids come down and introduce themselves. Actually, I was with Stephen. Okay. And mm-hmm. and and I met you for the first time, but I already knew your kids. Oh, see, I didn't from know that. from Awana, right? Um, yeah. So then so then that's how our relationship. Uh, started and and we got to know Russo a little bit more and so on so yeah a, a lot of things happening that yeah like uh, you know a lot of, of things that people would call oh it's coincidence or whatever but right no God answers is to working, prayer yeah God yeah. is working in the background and it's funny you asked me if I realized that that was you know if that's what brought me to Jesus but I just wasn't thinking that way I wasn't like thinking oh this is answered prayer I was in love. I didn't care about that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was starting a new life with this new man and learning a language. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, how'd you learn Spanish? I said, well, if I wanted to win an <laughs> argument, I had to learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so Russo and Steven became pretty good friends, and we met Selena and the mm-hmm. kids and mm-hmm. just fell in love with that godly There was man. a lot of good good times there and and then they they started hanging out with us at Eastside church and did we do a wana with you guys in eel ground oh yeah okay yeah. see that part of my life is i don't remember doing that yeah I, uh, you guys were a big part of we did two years at uh at the uh was it eel at ground the old school, school or the new the, one at the old school yeah yeah so so let's get to that because that's a pretty significant uh part of your story too you guys had and i'm just gonna i'm gonna push <coughs> us through yeah, a, a, some pretty big chunks of your life and i apologize I think people it's need to know how bossy you are with <laughs> sam <laughs> they are significant they are significant but you know one of the one of the real sad points in in our lives here at Eastside church when, when you and russo decided to move to bc oh well that's and, my mom's fault and so <laughs> we're not laying blame uh, she doesn't listen but, Let's do but it. we had we you know we had gone through that and you guys had you know we we bid you goodbye and then i had visited you out there yeah uh, you slept on our old i slept on your sofa. old couch i was out there for Juana <laughs> for business and uh and, and, but there was a point out there where you um had a diagnosis can you tell okay. us about that because because yeah. I, I mean we're hearing this you yes, know over sure. email and so on but we weren't with right. you through that time no and it was um so russo and i okay so my mom my adopted mom decided that she wanted to move to British Columbia to be with her mom, so my Granny Greer. Um, uh, my grandmother was getting quite old, and mom wanted to go out and help her sisters with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So, And we were all shocked, like, no. Um, so we decided, we prayed over it, but I think I may have followed my own heart mm-hmm. and just said, you know, this feels right. Sure. You know, and... I think maybe as Christians, do we do that? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, ignore God and just, <laughs> yeah, or like do. say, you know, I it's feel a podcast like, in itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like God's talking to me. I need to go. Yeah, but maybe it's just the we desires don't. of our own sure. heart. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it happens. So, Mum moved out there first. We, Mum decided she wanted to move out there, and we followed suit. Mm-hmm. So we sold everything in our house. Um, we had a foster child at the time. And it was all set up that he was going to come with us. Mm-hmm. So after we sold everything off, um, we had no jobs out there. We didn't have a place to live, but we were going to do it. Classic, classic right? Toby move. Yeah. Red backpack. <laughs> Everyone was allowed one bag. So you have to understand, Russo and I have a child by now. 
and there was four children and a foster child mm. and my brother, my foster brother, I Jonathan, oh, yeah. who has autism. And because I was like Facebook, Facebook famous, Sam. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize that. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was kind of logging our, Facebooking our trip all the way out there. And this woman in Nanaimo, um, Bonnie, um, suggested to her boss that they hire me for a program that they had for um, child and family services on the island. Right. Yeah, and I so I that. ended up with a really decent paying job. Mm. Russo had a really decent pay- full-time jobs right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, we found, fa- find a place to live. Um, we get some furniture from Gordon's homes, stuff they didn't use for staging up their modular homes. And we were like becoming set like almost mm. right, right away. So then I started having problems like having anxiety and I never knew what that was. Um, just heart beating fast and mm. I would kind of zone out and just things were not right with me hmm. and alcoholism was in my life. Mm-hmm. I had been sober 10 years before in my life at one time and then was not and Russo was gone away working a lot and I was just overwhelmed. So mm. I began to drink and there was local establishment and i would i don't know just the the pressures of moving and just i could come up with a million excuses but anyway i was Mm. an active alcoholic Uh when after we moved out there and got settled um and then my symptoms got worse so symptoms were like um, anxiety and stress and but then i started smelling things before i would have anxiety that nobody else would s- smell. So hmm. if we were driving, for example, I'd be like, and I'd ask like Russo and the kids if they could smell like a chemical cleaning smell and nobody hmm. did. So I found a family doctor and told her what was going on. She said, well, I can help you with the anxiety because that's, that's what that is. Um, but the smelling things that no one else can smell, that's a brain issue and we should get a photo, like mm. get a, a yeah. CT scan. So she did that, and right away they found a spot. The doctor that gave me the news for the CT scan had these big googly eyes, and (laughs) he was like, you know, we found a spot. And he said spot about four or five times. I'm like, listen, just tell me, what's what's happening? He said, well, you have a tumor, a brain tumor, and we need to get an MRI to see if it's cancerous. I'm like, you went from spot to brain cancer in like five seconds. Uh, Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Then you slapped his googly eyes. Yeah. So... They get the MRI. It's non-cancerous, thank God, because mm. nobody really survives brain cancer. No. There was a woman in my community who died from that. We, our friend mm-hmm. Um, mm. passed away from brain cancer. It just spreads and it's relentless. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but it was big. It was like the size, a little bit bigger than a golf ball, wow. but smaller than a tennis ball. So just imagine like a, a golf ball pushing into a sponge. Yeah. That's what it was doing to my brain. So that's how I ended up getting all these like symptoms. Right. It was pushing on the frontal right lobe and just touching all the right parts of my brain to make me smell things or make me, wow, you know, kind of daze out or zone out and basically made me a different person in some ways. So I was scheduled for surgery August 4th, 2016, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had decided before the surgery at my birthday party, which was August 1st, 
right before my surgery, Russo surprised me with two birthday parties in the same day. Wow. Yeah, he <laughs> organized day? one. Yeah, he yeah, <laughs> top that. <laughs> so he organized one with my my mom and her sisters, Nancy and Sandra. And um I told my mom then that we had decided we were going to move back home after the surgery because mm-hmm. I was scared. Like I didn't have God in my life. Yeah. I wasn't, I think I was baptized before I left though. Right. Yep. Victor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wasn't actively seeking God's mm-hmm. love and in reading his word, I wasn't doing any of that. I was mm-hmm. just all about my earthly life and, mm-hmm. and thinking back now I should have been, mm-hmm. you know, cause offered like would we have um would we waste energy like if we had an unlimited unlimited supply of power resource would we not use it yeah yeah exactly. we would use it right yeah but we have an unlimited supply of god's love and mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. Right. but we don't always tap into it which is what i fail hmm. to do right yeah but now i am so that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway i went for my surgery and before i went in the the guy that puts you to sleep anesthesiologist yes say that again that's a tricky word to say anesthesiologist yeah he was trying to put me out i had to go to victoria and i was just scared to death and i remember talking to selena about her experience going in for brain surgery and Mm. she she told me she felt like this warmth where she wasn't afraid at all Mm. and in my in my heart i was jealous and i was like well god doesn't love me Mm mm-hmm because I was terrified, mm. but that's not true. No, Selena had it. She was deep in her faith, and yeah. I just didn't know God the way she did. Right. Mm. <clears throat> um. So I go in for my surgery. The anesthesiologist is trying to put me out, and I'm like scared to death. I felt like I knew I was gonna die. Wow. Um, and I kept making him wait. I wanted to tell Russo something. Like, so I got to talk to Russo. <clears throat> and I said, you know, if something goes wrong, you need to just go take the kids, um, just go back home because mm-hmm. I still had my house here, mm-hmm. which is mine until until mm-hmm. it's not, but it's mine or it's the kids. And I said, just find the kids a good mom. And he told me to shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, the, the guy trying to knock me out was getting annoyed because I was slowing down the brain surgery process that yeah. I'm sure all these doctors were like pumped to get into my brain. Yeah, yeah. Like how exciting would it be for a doctor to do brain surgery? I right? know, and you're, you're holding them up. Yeah. Well, but you, yeah, you probably mm-hmm. were because it, I mean, I can only, ima- I, I, I can't imagine, sorry, what it would be like being in that situation. But if I try to think a bit about it, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, the amount of anxiety and fear would have to go into that situation would be enough, I, I think, for me to try to del- want to delay it, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, again, a classic Toby, again, late, <laughs> late for her brain surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't late getting here, though. Ooh, you were. Ooh, Sam you was. You time today. <laughs> yeah. Sam was late. Actually, Savannah woke me up. Nice. I yeah. didn't set my alarm. <laughs> so, so you went through, and we were praying for you, Toby. I know you guys uh, were. You know, it, it was such a shock to us to hear, and, and then when the diagnosis, you know, and it's it's the same thing. Anytime you hear, like, illness like this, it, there's ups and downs. So, there's, yeah. you know, down it's a tumor, up it's benign, you know. Yeah. And, and then... And then uh, down, you, she has to have brain surgery. Exactly. And then, and then up, the surgery went well. And then, and then there was another down, which is, which is some yeah, of your so, ongoing, right? Yeah. So the surgery, they got everything out. Um, 
I know that now because for the last five years I've ha- or four years I've had to do scans and MRIs and mm. just to make sure that nothing's growing back and they so everything was out. But when I woke up, um, they asked me to sit. I remember seeing my mom first. Um, they asked me to sit up a little bit. So I tried to do that and my body just slumped to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they asked me to take a drink out of a, sh- like to have a drink of water. And I, I did that, but all the water just leaked out of the left side of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I was paralyzed on the left side, face, arm, leg, everything, torso. Wow. Oh so goodness. when you sit, like you're using your, all your muscles on both sides to make yourself sit. Yeah. And stay seated without falling over. Well, the whole left side of my body was like not working. Huh. So they, the doctor said, I'm sorry, you've had a stroke. Mm. I didn't think about stroke before that time. Like right. we never think about going blind unless we go blind. Right. Mm. Right. So it was complete shock. I had to learn how to do a lot of things over again. Thankfully, I'm right handed. So I was still able mm. to, you know, Facebook. God right. forbid I... <laughs> You know, wouldn't be able to Facebook or use yeah. my cell phone anymore. Yeah. I like that's the first thing you went to. It's like yeah. I can only use my right hand. So I was thinking like different, you know, yeah. thi- like write or something like that. Right. Yeah. Writing Facebook. love, <laughs> writing love notes to Russo. Yeah. No. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. <laughs> so, um, anyone that's gone through stroke or seen family members go through stroke know how much work it is to one stay positive. Yeah. Two, learn how to eat again. Learn how to talk again. Luckily, um, I didn't have to relearn how to eat, obviously. I mean, my shape is still round. <laughs> so um, I still had my mind, but my memories were gone, hmm. a lot of them, mm-hmm. which is why my story is a bit choppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could write a book, but... Yeah. So, And what what were some of those initial... Uh, and maybe potentially ongoing feelings that you started to have and have to work through depression. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so after my surgery, um, we had already, already sold everything. We put our notice in with our landlord that we were leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we had decided my mom was mad, was upset that we decided to move back home bef- even before I had the surgery. But in retrospect, it was the right decision to make at that time. Cause we wouldn't have been able to survive on Vancouver Island mm-hmm. with one income. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. you know, and my condition. Mm-hmm. I was paralyzed. I was wheelchair bound while in hospital. Um, Russo and the kids sold everything and started driving back home. I, I made them, you know. Right. They wanted to stay, and the, but I was like, no, you guys need to go back home. It was summertime, um, so the kids needed to get back home and get back into school. And the amazing thing about First Nation communities is that and we have each other's backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So Russo was able to drive across country again, get the kids all home. Um, one of the aunties, um, my auntie Arlene, helped Russo like get beds and mattresses. Mm-hmm. We had to like basically prep the house all over again for seven people. So that means like bedding, dressers, um, mattresses, dishes, just everything you would need to start mm-hmm. living wow. in a home. We had to do. But. It all worked out. My community had my back. Um, Chief George anticipated me coming back home and eventually um, built a ramp on the back of my house for a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of forward thinking going on. And community had us in the, like, 
And that's not all by accident. I mean, no. God was working in the backgrounds of people's lives. And Toby, I, I remember one of the <clears throat> earlier times that we had had a, a conversation about faith. And, and it was, you know, if, if looking back, it was, you know, I, I think at the time you were, as we would say, crossing the line of faith. So you were... You were coming to realize that you were in need of of a savior, a you father, were a father. That's a, what it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and giving and finally giving your life over to him. But it's interesting that you told me one time that you had you had saw the Creator in your life f- years before that. Oh yes, right? I wouldn't have survived many truck drivers. Exactly. Or right. living on the streets of L.A. or being on the streets in Toronto. Thankfully, there were safe places to go. Yeah. You know, Covenant House, um, mm-hmm. Children of the Night in um, Los Angeles, mm. and safe places to go. So in your story, you, you see all of these, all of these moments, these yeah. God moments. But I wasn't thinking about God. No, it mm. didn't occur to me that that was God. Right. But looking back now with yes. your with your God uh, eyes, yeah. God eyes, <laughs> with your, you, you know, and and it's a worldview that we have as as believers too. And I I talk about this a lot from 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 the stage at, at when when I'm speaking to like Thousands. to to have a to have a biblical worldview <clears throat> right when when you're witnessing all of the things that are going on around mm-hmm. you and and certainly that that has to be part of your story today because it is. For, for a lot of people okay. I mean going going through what you have gone through many people would say well I'm done I'm yeah. I'm just done you know yeah. and there were there were some really deep lows like sure especially after um surgery you know Mm. being disabled Mm. um being disabled is not the end of the world but when you're the one disabled in like the prime of your life yeah it feels that way right yeah um and i was like god abandoned me and you know i was feeling left out sure from absolutely yeah so then was was it di- <clears throat> like what was your what was it, um the process then of working through that relationship of God of seeing that happen like I'm sure there's probably times maybe you were angry maybe with God or oh, trying to wrestle God. and be like you know those things so yes. I mean now I would assume you'd say that you love God so uh, I mean what what took place there where you and God hashed it out if I could say like yeah. is is that kind of what took place yeah. you, you had to work through some some things with him or yeah, what was so yeah. While living on the island, mom introduced me to kayaking and I would go, that was like my refuge. I would go out in, in the water, on the water and just be alone. And that was where I talked to God mm-hmm. out in BC. Uh, we didn't find uh, a church. I felt I didn't, I didn't meet anyone godly. It was nothing like that. I would just go be alone mm-hmm. and I would fight with God. Uh, just shouldn't do. Well, I mm-hmm. shouldn't have done, but I was fighting with God like, you know, almost um, calling him out. Like, really? I, I'm not going to die this way? Like, that's so uncool to die from a brain tumor. You know, mm. I, I've got to go out with mm. a bang, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Challenging him. And, Blaze of fire. <laughs> you know, the rebellious Toby, the little girl, the teenager in me was like fighting with her dad. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, the, and the reason I got baptized and started to look at God as my dad, you know, daddy or papa, whatever you choose to call your father, mm-hmm. was because I never had one. The adopted one I did have um, hurt me, which is not yeah. what a father should do. Right. And I could never find my biological dad. So through all that seeking and searching and trying to find my place in the world, mm. um, Stephen 
often listen to me talk about, you know, I, I just don't belong. Like, I want someone to claim me. Yeah. And he said something to me one time. He said, you know, Toby, God has had a claim on your life since before you were ever born. Yeah. Wow. And that just really hit. That's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> sorry. You're going to get everyone crying here. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but it just really. Yeah. Stephen was able to talk to me and make me realize that I don't need an earthly father to claim me. Yeah. That is nothing compared to what God's love can do mm, in yeah. your life, right? And I see that now. I feel that now. Mm-hmm. You know, I pray all the time, but it's usually by myself in the car, you know, and I'm, I just want the kids to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Just help me. <laughs> it's like when we're podcasting. Those I do that. Oh, God, prayers. I know. Yeah. Give me patience with Victor. I know them well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, that Honestly, that's... <laughs> such an amazing picture of the gospel like thank you so much for sharing all that because i mean even as you're sharing that impact like hitting me just being like yeah how how god was there for you in that need and helping with identity and showing so much grace and and love and obviously it, it doesn't take away all the hurt and pain that you've had through your life no. doesn't fix everything no but i've come a long way like yeah i don't um I'm sober again. I don't drink hmm. or take any substances. Uh, like I don't abuse any mm-hmm. drugs, and I don't drink. And drinking was my um, not crutch, but what do you medication? Say? Maybe. Yeah, drinking was my escape. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now God's word is my escape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really Absolutely. is. It just like listening to, and when I look back and think about what God went through, you know. Mm-hmm. Dying on the cross for us, for little old us, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. how in our human brains, we just can't wrap our head around why he would do this. Why would God give his only son? I look at my little guy, mm. Moise, and I would never give him up to die for anyone. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, but that's a father's love. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, God loves us. And just to show us that he loves us, he did that. Yeah. Mm. That's what an awesome. amazing story and a great perspective too, Toby. And and uh, as we've gone through that too at, at Eastside Church and those of us who have been kind of observing, going through it with you, but you can't, I mean, so so much of what you just described, you know, it was just you and God, you know, and, and that's yeah. some of the frustration that I feel sometimes is, is you know, you can't, you can't manipulate someone's decisions. You can't make them do what you think that should do and and so often we have to go through that um not alone but but by ourselves process Mm -hmm. that and and, but i tell you you know sitting up from somewhat on the outside and i know Mm -hmm. there's others too in our community here that have watched you and and you know we're just so happy to see you come (laughs) out the other side of so much of this and and certainly you're still just a young woman with a beautiful young family and Mm -hmm. and uh you're going to continue on and i'm i'm sure do great things and go through you know more things but um i I can't wait to see what god has planned for Mm -hmm. you as a as a strong first nation woman that loves god loves her community um and uh and wants to see other people come to know love and serve the lord jesus christ it's going to be exciting to watch preach love it i love (laughs) it it's awesome thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story oh it's been really great yeah, and if you uh, if you're listening and you have um, some questions for Toby, maybe we could forward them on to her. Mm. If you have some comments, um, some feelings, maybe that that her story is brought up uh, in in you and in your life, please yeah. please reach out to us and oh, share. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Oh man, yeah. are we done? 
We're getting close to being done. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It doesn't have to be done. No, <laughs> just keep going. Well, I, I tell you what, w- one thing Toby could help us with is uh, we wanted to end the podcast today with a with a bit of uh, listener. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so we uh, have a couple of reviews on iTunes, so we want to read them out and thank these people. Yeah, we want to, we, we appreciate you um, leaving a review and a comment so much. Thank you. The first one is from Old Man Rice. Shout out to Dan. Honest and real. Uh, these two guys provide real and honest insight into many topics, often shrouded with phony and predetermined answers. A plus. Wow, he gave us an A plus. Uh, That's a, a 100%. A plus and a five. That's I appreciate awesome. that, Dan. Thanks, I, Dan. I, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we try very hard to keep it real here in the channel. <laughs> keep it real. Our second one actually is Toby before she came on the we podcast. Didn't, we didn't know this. You no, know, we did it. That's not the reason why we asked her. Not, <laughs> not a setup. You don't get to come on the podcast every time you leave a five-star review. <laughs> five-star right. and a review. She said, worth a listen is her title. And then she said, uh, two good lads she from... Said, worthless was the top. No, worth a listen. Oh, worthless. <laughs> <laughs> two good lads from... The Miramichi talking all kinds of honest scubula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we drop a lot of scubula in here too. That's very good. So we would love to hear from you. So either uh, email us or um, you know rate us, review us on there, so we can give you a shout out. Thank you guys so much for doing that for rating and review us. That it, honestly, it makes me be like so encouraged and. Um, helps us out too well that's all the time we have for today we're so glad and we want to thank toby russo thank you, toby. for coming in and sharing her story and um yeah that, 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 that's all folks the story of god uh just being in her life yeah that was amazing that yeah, was amazing yeah good thanks toby well we love you guys thanks for listening yep blessings yeah.